Well, good morning. If you're new, my name is Justin Jordan. I'm the lead minister here, and I am really excited to start this sermon series. This has been something I've been wanting to do for a couple of years, and just felt like it was time to pull the trigger on it. So we're talking about John the Baptist today, and looking at how, looking at his life over the next four weeks, and look at some of the principles that he lived by, and looking at what does that mean for us in regards to today. And so, uh, one of the things you need to know is that I am an emotional guy, so there Therefore, oftentimes I'm passionate and I get excited and I love hype. Anybody like hype? You like to be hyped up? Woo! Yes, that's what I'm talking about. The rest of you guys are like, it's way too early. It is daylight savings. No, we are getting ready to go to work today. You guys ready to go to work today? Okay, so here's the thing is when it comes to hype, it, it draws me back to my childhood, okay? I remember certain things. And so one of the first things I think about is these two guys when it comes to hype. Anybody remember this guy? Bruce, thank you. Bruce and Michael, what? Buffer, UFC, uh, boxing, let's get ready to rumble, rumble right? And then uh, um, uh, Bruce has got the, it is, there's like two of you that know this guy, I guess. <laughs> All right, so maybe you don't relate to these guys, but these guys are the hype guys to get ready for the fight, okay? And if you don't recognize this, then maybe you recognize in the early 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, the greatest basketball team with the greatest player of all time, I said it, Michael Jordan. You remember the intro song? If you don't, this is it right here. Ready? Maybe? Yeah. Do you, are you getting goosebumps right now? I'm getting goosebumps right now. Man, I love the intro song to the Bulls, right? The next song is really special to me. Partially because like when it comes to this next song, it's it's a good song. You can cue that out. The next song, like I, I like it. Like I've always liked it, but it's my son's walk-up song in baseball now. And so when this song comes on, lots of goosebumps. This is it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bring the thunder stick, let's go, right? I'm usually in the sand. Okay. Alright, that's good. Okay, is anybody hyped yet? I'm hyped. Like I'm ready to go. Okay? So here's the thing when it comes to being hyped, you know that Jesus had a hype guy. It was John the Baptist. John the Baptist was Jesus' hype guy. John the Baptist was the guy that came in and was like, hey, everybody. Messiah's coming. And he was a little weird, to be honest. Just like you're like, you're weird, pastor. Like, you're a weird guy. Yeah, like hype guy. John the Baptist was the guy that came forward and starts proclaiming a lot of different things. And what I want you to notice today is that he was the forerunner. Everybody say forerunner. You're like, I'm not talking about the vehicle, okay? John the Baptist was the forerunner. What does that mean? Open up your Bibles. We're going to be taking a look at a lot of Scripture today. And here's the thing. John the Baptist was so important, he's mentioned in every single gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And from the very beginning, John the Baptist had a life that was set out before him that was foretold by the angels during his mother's miraculous pregnancy. Everybody wants to talk about Mary's miraculous pregnancy. That's true. But John the Baptist, in addition to that, had a miraculous pregnancy. And the angels come and they say, listen, Elizabeth, you have a son 
And he set apart to do some amazing things for the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 1, it says this. John the Baptist will be a joy and a delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink. And he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. Verse 17. He will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. We're going to talk more about that next week. To turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom and the, of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Everybody say prepare this morning. I got to say it like John the Baptist. Say prepared. prepared. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. What's he quoting? He's, quote, he's quoting Malachi chapter 3. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Hundreds of years before Jesus comes, he says, I'm going to send a messenger before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. John the Baptist had a specific call for his life. He was the forerunner to Jesus. And so the people of Israel, even though they know this, there's been 400 years of silence, you guys. No, nothing from the Lord, no prophet, no messaging. Besides Jesus' miraculous birth and John the Baptist's miraculous birth, this is the first time that the Lord is saying, I'm actually going to send someone to speak on my behalf. And so John the Baptist is that. What did John the Baptist do with his role? He grows up, and then in Matthew chapter 3, it says this. In those days, John the Baptist came. He's now an adult. It's about 30 years because we know Jesus started his ministry at about 30 years old. They're about 30 years old. It says, In the days of John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare a way for the Lord. Makes the straight pass for him. And John's clothes were made of camel's hair. And he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. And people went out to him from Jerusalem, Judea, and all the region of Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Weird dude. Weird clothing. We're going to talk more about that next week. But John the Baptist is out in the desert preparing the way of the Lord. Make path a straight for the Lord. Some people thought he was a prophet. Some people thought he was Elijah. But I want you to notice he says, come, repent, and people were being baptized. We're talking a lot about baptism as we're getting ready for Easter. Super exciting to see all the people that are getting baptized. Here's what I just want to say over and over and over again. Why are, we getting, why are people getting baptized? People get baptized because they believe, they confess that Jesus is Lord, they repent, which means that you are choosing to no longer live a self-ruled life, that you are turning and walking a different direction with Jesus so that you get all sorts of blessings in life. No. Maybe. Why do we choose to follow Jesus, confess him as Lord, repent, and get baptized? Because the reality of it is, is that every single one of us, whether we want to admit it or not, needs a Savior. 
We need someone to save us from ourselves, from our sin, from our brokenness. And Jesus is the only one that got off his throne and said, I will die for all of mankind so that I could be with my children again. And so for when it comes to us and following Jesus, there may be times when life is really, really difficult. And Jesus doesn't always save us from the difficulty. Are you with me this morning? But what he does promise us is that he is with us in the midst of the difficulty. He is with us when we're in the desert. He is with us when we are in our lowliest of places. And that really, he is enough. And there are times when we're on the mountaintops and blessings and good things come into our life. And Jesus says that these are things that, that he blesses us with. But our obedience to him is not tied to our circumstances it's tied to the goodness of who he is and what he's done for us and that he saved us. And so repentance is a decision that I'm gonna quit living a self-ruled life and I'm gonna live a Jesus-ruled life. And that whatever comes my way, whether good or bad, I'm gonna choose to follow him because he is good. So if you're thinking about getting baptized, it's not because I want my life to be easier. Because real, real reality, if you're choosing to follow Jesus, it's actually going to get probably more difficult. But his way is better than anything we could come up on our own. And, and John the Baptist is standing out in the wilderness saying, repent. Quit living a self-ruled life. Start living for the kingdom of God. John the Baptist goes on to talk about the testimony of what he's saying to the rest of the world in John chapter 1. It says, this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I'm not the guy. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the one that you're waiting for. I'm not him. They asked him then, who are you? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He said, he answered no. And finally they said, well, then who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And here it is again. John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. You might be saying, why do you keep yelling that, Justin? I'm yelling it. Because John the Baptist is quoting Isaiah chapter 40. He's quoting Isaiah chapter 40. What's going on in Isaiah? Isaiah chapters 1 through 39 is not really pleasant. It's Isaiah saying, you are experiencing discipline from the Lord because of your rebellion to the Lord Israel. And Babylon is coming. And exile is coming. And finally, in, in Isaiah chapter 40, it transitions. And the messaging is this. It's that hope is now here. It's now time to go back to Israel. God's kingdom is coming. Isaiah chapter 40, it transitions, and it's an announcement of hope. Why am I yelling? Because it's an announcement of hope. Isaiah 40, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Everybody say, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain will be made low. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged pl places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And when they read this, 
You have to believe. As if it was an announcement of hope, everybody went, yeah! We get to go back. God's kingdom is coming. Hope is restored. And this is John the Baptist. Prepare the way of the Lord. So my question for you, do you believe that this morning? And do you recognize that God used John the Baptist to begin the process of preparing people for the coming of the Messiah? He stepped forward and began to prepare the way for Jesus to come. And this is the reality, is that God uses people to prepare the way for the Lord. You notice I said people. I didn't say priests. I didn't say prophets. I didn't say pastors. I didn't say ministers. I said people. Does God use those people? 100% he does. But I want you to understand something. God uses people to prepare the way of the Lord. God's spirit has been poured out into every single one of us. And we have to recognize that every single one of you in this room, if you claim to be a follower of Jesus, you belong to Jesus' priesthood. 1 Peter chapter 2 talks about, but you are a, it says what there, you are a chosen people. A royal, what's it say? Priesthood. Every single one of you is a part of the priesthood. You are a priest. It is your job as a follower of Jesus now to point people to Jesus and to also help people navigate their sanctification, their salvation with Jesus. You are a priest, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. What are you saying, Justin? This is what I'm saying. You are called to prepare the way of the Lord for others. Every single one of you. You don't even have to do what John the Baptist did by eating locusts and honey. You don't even have to do that. You don't have to do that. But you do have to be willing to say, I am a priest. I am a God, God's special possession. I am called to prepare the way of the Lord. Every single one of you here this morning... How are you preparing the way of the Lord? And do you recognize that it's your job, your responsibility to help usher in the kingdom of God? And that John the Baptist is this amazing person that helps us look and go, this is what it looks like to prepare the way of the Lord. Did he actually went out to the desert, began to proclaim a message and saying, I'm preparing, I'm rolling out the red carpet for Jesus. That's what John the Baptist did. And every single one of you this morning, you are actually called to do the same thing for people. Not just the pastor, not just the minister, not just the teachers, not just the counselors, not just the home group leaders, every single person. And it starts right now. Right now. And yes, we're getting ready for Easter. But Easter is a special day, right? It's like the day we celebrate Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. But here's the deal every Sunday is Easter Sunday, you guys. All of our life is built towards pointing people to Jesus, forerunner to Jesus. It's Jesus, Jesus, not me, Jesus, we begin to point to. And so how do you prepare your own life? How do you prepare every day? 
How do you prepare every week to experience God in a mighty, mighty way? Here's what I do know, is we've got to prepare our hearts, not only this Easter, but every single day. Preparing our hearts to experience Jesus in a powerful way. I want to ask you a couple of things. This is kind of Sunday-centric a little bit, but the reality of it is, is like, every single day, we should be asking ourselves, how am I preparing to experience Jesus and to usher people to him and to point people to him? So I just want to ask you a couple questions when it comes to preparing your heart. When you wake up on Sunday mornings, when you wake up every day, do you pray? Do you pray? I'm not talking about just talking to Jesus. I'm talking about like bearing your soul with Jesus. Talking to him about how you feel. Talking to him about the things that you're struggling with. Like understanding when you're down and when you're dark and when you're sad and when you're angry and processing that with Jesus. Every day. But, but even on Sunday morning, what would it look like if on Sunday morning, just Sunday morning to start, you said, as I'm getting ready for, to go to church, Lord, I want to experience you. And I want to hear from you. And I'm struggling or I'm going great. Do you spend time preparing your heart to hear from Jesus and preparing the way for Jesus to move in your own heart? Number two, do you cry out to him? Tell him what you're feeling. Do you listen to worship music on the way? Some of you listen to worship music because, let's be honest, you're fighting with your family on the way to church. And you're like, I need some Jesus music right now. And you come in and like, how you doing? I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing great. Let's go. Well, in reality, like it's been a fight to get here in the morning, right? But what would it look like to turn your heart to Jesus every day, but even on Sundays and prepare your heart? What would it look like to actually take a Bible with you instead of relying on just screen time all the time. Maybe, maybe you're dependent upon this thing. And you go, you know what? I'm going to leave that thing at home. I'm going to have an actual Bible with me. What would it look like if you said, I'm not going to be late because I've got an appointment with Jesus to experience him with my church and my family. What would it look like to say, you know what? I am so hungry to worship Jesus. I'm going to sit in the front row. And to make room for people that are in the back that are coming in late so we can look at them and judge them. Right? But don't be late. What is not being late? It's preparing your heart and saying, I gotta be here. I wanna be with Jesus. I wanna prepare the way for him to speak to me. What would it look like for me to sing loudly with everything I've got? Because there's some Sundays... You're not going to have it. But he's still with you. Whether it's in the valley or in the mountaintop. Showing up to church even when you don't feel like it. Showing up to home group even when you don't feel like it. What are you doing? Preparing the way of the Lord to speak to you. To show up in the places you never expect him to show up. To actually take notes. In your Bible. Nice little insert in the bulletin. To be hungry. To prepare the way of the Lord. To put scripture in your mind and your heart every single day. 
What if you came on Sunday expecting God to move? What if you woke up every single day saying, God, you're going to move today in my life and the life, lives around me. And I'm believing it and I'm trusting it. And you had that conversation with him. To prepare the way of the Lord, you've got to prepare your heart. If you want Jesus to move, it requires you to seek him. Requires preparation. Not any different than anything else in our lives. When it comes to preparing for Easter, I just want you to think about this. What would it look like for you to start praying now about the people that you want to invite to Easter and what, what would happen if you started inviting them now? What are, who are those people right now? That God's saying, I want you to be the one that lays out the carpet so that Jesus would impact them. And when they ask, you'd say, Jesus, that's why. Who are those people? And what would it look like for you to start praying for them now? Here's what I'll tell you. I've got two right now for sure. One of them, I've been praying for for 18 months. I've been building a relationship with them for 18 months. I didn't do it last year because I didn't feel like the Holy Spirit was telling me, but the Holy Spirit is telling me right now, this is the Easter. Invite them. Who are those people in your life? And what would it look like for you to start preparing your heart and preparing others, those around you, to begin to point people to Jesus. Here's what I know, is that when we start to prepare the way, when we start doing our part, God starts doing miracles. Everybody say my part. Everybody say their part. Everybody say God's part. It takes all three, but it starts by you deciding, I'm going to do my part. And if you're willing to start doing your part, God starts moving in miraculous ways. And I see it over and over and over again. And when you do your part, you're preparing the way of the Lord. So last week, I talked to you about Shane. Remember the story about Shane? If you didn't hear about Shane, Shane has not talked to his father in 15 years. And last Thanksgiving, last Christmas, he started initiating contact with his dad, trying to reconcile. Found out in the process that his dad's in hospice. His dad didn't respond to him, kind of stiff-armed him. And Shane told me last, uh, two weeks ago, he said, not coming to Easter because I don't have a relationship with my dad. I don't have a good relationship with my mom. I'm going to my mom and I'm taking her to Easter. I don't know how much time I've got with my dad. I don't know how much time I've got with my mom. So Wednesday morning, men's group. Asked Shane, how you doing, bud? And at men's group, he said, my dad emailed me on Tuesday, yesterday. Yeah! That's a miracle. Gets better. I texted him this morning, said, can I share your update? He goes, yeah, it gets better. My dad called me last night. 
We talked for over two hours. That's a miracle. You want to see a miracle in your life? You want to see a miracle in other people's life? Prepare the way of the Lord. Start doing your part. And if you do your part, God is always doing his. And then uh, through miracles, God begins to work in other people's hearts. And here's the thing, just like I said. Even if the miracle doesn't come, we still keep preparing the way of the Lord because he is good. Are you with me this morning, church? Whether people come or not, whether people listen to the message or not, we keep walking faithfully. Why? Because we're called to prepare the way of the Lord. What does it look like for you to start preparing the way of the Lord? As we get ready for communion, I just want to invite you into that question. What does it look like for you to begin preparing? Because God wants to use you. If you didn't receive the elements this morning, just raise your hand in these amazing women would love to serve you a piece of bread, a cup of juice to help you prepare for communion and I just want you to spend time with Jesus and hear from him what's he inviting you into right now and would you be willing to step into whatever it is that he's inviting you into in this moment, this time, let's get ready to have a meal with him this morning